to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, I've been talking quite a bit about get ready, get ready, get ready. Some major things are coming down the pike, and they're going to come before January 1st, 2022. And um, I've been trying to share whatever the Holy Spirit shares with me as soon as I receive it. And so here's something else that um, as I prepare for um, 2022, I was listening and, you know, my godfather has been talking about preemptive forgiveness, um, forgiveness in advance. Jesus himself walked in forgiveness, even on the cross under excruciating pain. He was about his father's business. He was quickly divesting himself of any bitterness, any um, hate, anything that would hinder him from ascending into heaven. And he was saying, Father, forgive his enemies, for they know not what they do, which is very, very, very powerful. And um, I was listening to T.D. Jakes as he was talking about um, the disciples and how Jesus was saying, forgive them 70 times seven in one day. And they cried out, increase our faith. And it really, the Holy Spirit took, took all that because he'd been nurturing and filling me with this word through my Godfather and reading the word and Pastor Steve Dow and and I have been listening and listening, and it just hit me when um, T.D. Jake mentioned, it's like, okay, so what is this really about? It's like breathing. He says, God wants us to walk in forgiveness, in not being offended, in making sure that we root up any um, tears that Satan tries to sow in our hearts and roots of bitterness just... He wants us to inhale the goodness of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the tender kindness of God, all the good and perfect gifts of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the, the fruits of the Spirit. He wants us to inhale and exhale all the envy and the strife and the jealousy and the offense and the unforgiveness and all the evil works. He wants us to inhale the good and exhale the evil. Inhale the good and exhale the evil. And it just hit me. And as you raise, as the higher you get, the higher you go, the quicker you have to let go. That's why Jesus immediately on the cross dealt with, Father, forgive them for they know not what you do. While he was in the most excruciating pain, while he was being crucified. Jesus walked in forgiveness, walked in not being offended because he needed it to be clear, to be clear. You know, I was thinking of right now the, the heart and the, the whole circulatory system, the vasculatory system, the veins, the arteries, the capillaries, and how they need to be clear of, of cholesterol uh, uh, clear of a plaque, uh, clear of debris and things and be flushed and cleansed 
so that we can have the maximum benefit of the blood that circulates in our body to oxygenate, oxygenate all the cells in our body. And so when we have offense and, and evil and all those different things in our hearts, and even if we're innocent and we haven't done anything wrong, but we hold on to the hurt, it, it hurts us. It blocks the fresh blood of Christ Jesus, the anointed blood of our Savior, to flow through us, to cleanse us, to purge us, to, to illuminate us, to transform us into a vessel that He can use. So I, this, this deep revelation of what is it really all about is God wants us to be as if we're breathing air. We breathe in the good things of God and we exhale every rotten, bad thing, sin and sickness and disease, lack and poverty, everything that's not of God, every evil word, everything, everything hurt that we have, we release it. We forgive. We don't get offended. Don't get wrapped up. And we're able to be free, free to receive the goodness of God, the kindness of God, the gentleness of God, free to receive his health, his wealth, his riches, free to receive his favor, his righteousness, every good and perfect gift. So as I breathe in today, I breathe in the goodness of God. And as I exhale, I exhale every hurt Everything that is contrary to God's word, I exhale it now in the name of Jesus. I I thought that it was so profound, and I wanted to share. And the reason why the higher up you move in the kingdom, the quicker you have to move in this um, way. So... I, 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 I reflect as I still go through this thing of pain that I'm experiencing. I reflect and I say to myself that I want to be free. I want to be a clean vessel that can be used by God. You know, I have a very, very dear friend and it's just been Amazing. I mean, she's strong in the word. Um, she's a prayer warrior. And, and so, but, you know, all of a sudden she's had these series of deaths. I mean, big deaths. I mean, the big one that hit her the hardest was her best friend, which was her co-pastor to her ministry. She has an upper room prayer ministry. And, um, he just dropped dead. And it was like, it shook me up. I started, Changing some things in my diet, I started started doing some things differently, and because I was like, "Wow, he's gone!" Just in a minute, in a few minutes, he was gone, and and then just um, a few weeks after that, his wife passed, right? And then her spiritual godfather passed, right? 
her spiritual father in the Lord, 85 years old, he had a sudden heart attack and passed. And then it seemed to be a little bit of a respite. And I get a call that her father died on Christmas Day. And I'm like, wow, you know. And so the phone rings the next day and I'm expecting to hear about the arrangements for her father's funeral. And her sister, her last living sister, passed the next day, the day after Christmas. But what was awesome was, this was highly unusual. She didn't know what she was going to be doing for Christmas. And she had planned to go somewhere. And all of a sudden, she had her sister, her her last surviving sister, um, for that Christmas week. So as they were preparing to put her in a home because her illness had come to the point where, you know, she they needed help in taking care of her. And I was talking to her on the phone as, you know, she was preparing and doing things for her sister. But she got to spend um, Christmas Day with her sister, not knowing that the next day her sister was going to be gone. That her sister had a heart attack. And she rushed her to the emergency room. And she was gone. It's amazing. Like I said, pain, as I said in the earlier broadcast, pain is a clarifier. Pain is very productive. Don't waste your pain. Pain basically prioritizes for you quickly. You find out what's really important when you're in pain. And the same thing about death. It finalizes a lot of things. It makes things clear. What is important, I thought, to me, it showed the depth and the love that the father has for Gwen due to the fact that he orchestrated for her to spend the last few days, the last few hours with her sister before she passed. And she got to see, you know, the challenges, um, that she would have to face if her sister stayed, if God had permitted her to stay, you know, a little bit longer. So I I reflect on this new revelation, and it makes me aware that what's really, what's really, really, really important, the other major piece that I got today was Ron um, Carpenter is another teacher that I listened to and talked about authority. And one of the reasons why um, I've walked in, like I said, some supernatural ministry things, such as I've actually done similar things as my Lord and Savior. I've spoken to a storm and told it to peace be still, and I've told the rain to stop, and it stopped. And, but... What was interesting was the, the, the only authority that you have is the authority that you submit under. And so it's very important who you're under and whose authority you're under. Because I'm under the authority of my Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. And I'm going to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to do better by submitting to His Word immediately. And doing the things that my father asked me to do. Because Jesus is looking 
for somewhere to lay his headship. Jesus is looking for members of the body of Christ who will obey him instantaneously, recognize his voice and do what he says, right? Because it's important. And and I look at the move of God and the authority of God and and how God wants to use us. And like I said, you can't move in authority if you're not submitted under authority. And like the Roman centurion told Jesus when he um, basically, you know, talked to Jesus and said, you don't need to come to my house. I have a servant who I love. He had loved this servant. It's obvious. And he asked um, Jesus, would he please go well, now, would he please send his word to heal this servant? He said, you don't need to go. Your word is enough. He understood the authority of Christ Jesus. And it was interesting. It was in Matthew and how it, it, the whole story got kicked off with the very first verse. I think it's Matthew 1, 4, 1. I'm not sure, but I think that's it. And basically, it kicked off with Jesus taking authority over what? The leprosy, this leopard came to him, the most deadly disease at that time, which was leprosy, right? And this leopard came to him and said, if you, I know if you are willing, you can heal me. And he was willing and it was unheard of for someone to touch a leopard because it was highly contagious. But he touched him and it was so profound because lepers don't get touched anymore, right? I mean, they right, people without leprosy for sure. And so Jesus touched him and he was healed. So Jesus took his authority as a, what, son of man and son of God, walking in an authority of a, of a man of God, filled with the Holy Spirit and the Father, because the Father did the work. And he had authority over leprosy. And then as he walked further down there, the Roman centurion saw this. And went to him and said, I know I'm a man of under authority and I'm, and I have authority and I know that just with your word alone, you can heal my servant. And Jesus said, I haven't even found such faith as this, even in Jerusalem, right? So here we go. Jesus sends his word and guess what? The Roman centurion's servant is what? Healed. So the leprosy, leprosy is he's got, he's got authority over sickness and disease, the most the most vile diseases there are. He's got authority over them all, and then he's got authority over sicknesses, uh, even by sending his word. Roman centurion's servant. Then as he walks, um, as he walks closer um, towards the the um, shoreline, he tells his servants. Uh, get in the boat and go, let's go to the other side, right? So he's gets in the boat and he and he he says he's made a command, let's go to the other side, and then he takes a nap in the back of the boat. And of course, there's a demonic storm because obviously the demonic forces did not want Jesus to reach his destination. So he was they were trying to penetrate the disciples and therefore they will penetrate Jesus to turn around. 
And so this, this hurricane gale force winds and storm comes upon them. They're almost capsized. And they wake up Jesus and say, don't you care that we're going to die? And then he goes, he says, Jesus has a sleepy faith. You know, he wakes up, wipes his eyes and goes, peace be, speaks to the wind first, the, the invisible realm. Peace be still. And then he speaks to the physical realm, the water itself. Right. Peace be still. And it's still. And they're like, what manner of man is this? Even the elements. So we've got sickness and disease bowing his knee to the authority of Christ Jesus. We've got um, the servant of the of the Roman centurion healed just with the word from Jesus, just from a word from Jesus. And then. We have the wind and the waves, the elements obeying, right? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Back up. I messed up. Missed one. So then as Jesus is on his way to the shore, he comes up against the, um, the, the tree, right? The fig tree, right? So he tells the fig, you know, the fig tree is has all these leaves, so it's professing to have figs because it has all these leaves. So basically it was a counterfeit. Basically it was a hypocrite. And Jesus is thinking, oh, maybe I can grab something to eat, some figs. And he goes and he says, there was no figs. And this is the creator of the fig tree. And so Jesus speaks to the fig tree and says, no man shall eat from you from this day forward. It, that fig tree was dead right then and there. But they didn't see the manifestation until the next day, right? But then they get in the boat, and then he tells, tells the wind. So, so let's back it up. Jesus has authority over sickness and disease, the most vile sicknesses, the most vile diseases on planet Earth. He's got authority over them all. Then he's got authority over um, the... The sickness in the servant of the centurion. Then he's got authority over plant, right? The fig tree. Then he gets in the boat and he tells the wind, peace be still. And he tells the water, peace be still. He has, he has authority over what? The elements. And he admonishes his disciples, says, what? You of little faith. I mean, they just saw him heal the leper. They just saw him healed the Roman centurion. They just saw him curse the fig tree. You know, and he said, all you got to do is, you know, anyway, he sees him speak to the wind, speak to the waves, but it's not over yet. As soon as he gets out the boat, in Matthew account, there are two um, demon-possessed men and all Jesus says is go, G-O, go. <laughs> I mean, he don't even waste his breath with these, these demons. Go. And they leave the bodies of these men and go into the swine. And the swine says, I'd rather drown than have a demon in my body. And so they all, the pigs all drown themselves, right? So... He shows, so what is this really all about? God, the Father, Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit is showing us, those of us who are born again, those of us who have accepted Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, He is showing us 
our authority on this earth. So when you have a sickness, when you have a disease, when you have lack, when you have poverty, speak to the sickness, speak to the disease, speak to the lack, speak to the poverty. Don't go to God. Go to the problem. You have authority over it. You command it in the name of Jesus. Now, wait a minute. Okay, Dr. Davis, are you saying I'm God? I'm saying no, but I'm saying that you have God in you. Yes, yes, it is true. Without God, there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that we can say. We have no power. We have no authority if we do not have Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But we do have Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And in in this, Christ Jesus says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Now, you may feel like God has left you. You may feel like God has forsaken you, but he hasn't. God says he never leave you. God says he never forsake you. God's not going to leave you. God's not going to forsake you. It's been very, very, very interesting to see... God move in people's lives. So we need to understand that once we have Christ Jesus in our lives, once we've accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we're a new creation, we're a new creature in Christ Jesus, and we can do all things in and through Christ Jesus, right? So we have to marry those two things. We have to marry to understand, yes, without Christ, we are nothing. With Christ, we can do all things. So we need to understand that. And we need to walk in that. And God is looking for his, for his bride to be obedient to him so that he can lay his headship with us. He can trust us to obey him. You know, as I reflect on the words that God has spoken to me over the years, and it's been about four, four or five times that God has given me a powerful word, I I um, was listening to my godfather saying, ask your question if you come up to a decision, ask yourself, what do you wish you would have done? And what we wish if you had made this decision, what decision would you wish you have done? Which is a great thing to do because it makes you think about, get rid of short-term thinking and think long-term. And as I think about, I think about what I wish I had done. God had told me to stop eating sweets, right? Back in the, what, early 90s. And I did cut sweets out quite a bit, but I didn't totally eradicate it. And now I look at myself and my body and some of the pains and aches that I have now. And I said, I wish I had obeyed. This is the kind of thing that we don't think about when God tells us to do things. It's for our good. So from now on out, when God tells me to do something, I'm doing it. Right? Right away. With the help of the Holy Spirit. And so... As I reflect on on my life and where I am today and where I'm going, I just want to say that God is a what? Good God. And his mercy endures for what? Ever. I want us to think about what, as we breathe throughout the day, 
Breathe in the goodness of God. Breathe in the grace of God. Breathe in every good and perfect gift of God. Breathe in forgiveness. Breathe it in. Breathe in mercy and tender kindness. Breathe in joy and peace. Breathe it all in. Breathe in love. Keep your body saturated with that. And exhale envy and strife. Exhale jealousy. Exhale. Exhale lack and poverty. Exhale every evil work. Exhale offense. Exhale unforgiveness. Exhale roots of bitterness. Exit all out. Immediately. And recognize that you have authority on this earth. That you have Christ Jesus in you. And because you have Christ Jesus in you, and because you keep your vessel clean and pure, you can walk in that authority and you can come against the works of the enemy, the evil works of the enemy. That's how Jesus, Jesus came back. And all he did was attack the evil works of the enemy. He came against, he made the blind able to see, right? And he made the, the deaf to hear, the lame to leap, the, the dumb to speak. I mean, and that reminds me of my Christmas morning. You know, I didn't really, really feel like it was Christmas. It wasn't, I had no decorations per se in my home. My daughter had gone to spend Christmas with her father. Uh, my son was kind of out there. And so I, I didn't make the elaborate dinner, you know, didn't did something for Thanksgiving. And I had a bowl of chicken noodle soup. But at 7 a.m. in the morning, my father, Daddy Guy Yue Vahe, gave me a song. And that song was so powerful. And I'm just going to um, play it for you guys because I just think I want to just share this with you. And I had the best Christmas day ever because it was all about Christ. It was not about gifts. It was not about decorations. It was not about food. It was all about Him. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you your baby boy would save our sons and daughters so i just want to say happy new year happy holidays keep your focus on christ jesus be about your father's business and i don't want to not end this broadcast without saying romans 10:9 that is if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for joining me on Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, Dr. Edith Davis.